good day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's great to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it holding firm to the unshakable Word of God? We need that in a day of change and shifting economies and shifting politics and so much going on. It's good for us to be able to have a solid grasp of the Word of God that gives us direction. It's good to welcome you today. Thank you for being a part of this. I have my coffee cup beside me and the Bible open, and we're going to look at what the Word of God has to encourage us with today. I want to take a, a, a podcast, maybe two, to uh, to address a, a question that perhaps uh, is on a lot of people's minds. I know it's on a lot of pastors' minds as they minister and shepherd the flock that God's given to them. And the question is, is our fear of death stopping us from really being able to live? Uh, I was reading recently an article by Michael Otts, and he mentions about a time that he was lecturing at a university. He was speaking there. I'm not sure the reason he was there, but nonetheless, uh, he was there. And they were speaking uh, about uh, life and death and eternity and things of this nature. One student came up to him after the talk and Uh, at this university and said, I'm not bothered about life after death. I want to enjoy life before death. And his objection probably is a common one that, that a lot of people wrestle with today. It seems that it's only those who know the Lord or know their Bible or religious people uh, that seem to be the only ones worried about what happens after you die. But, but I think frankly, most people today want to enjoy life before they die. That's evidence, evident in our culture everywhere you turn. People have all kinds of diversions and activities and plans and uh, programs of things that they want to accomplish in this life. Uh, in a culture where death is something that you really don't talk about a lot, uh, we don't want to think uh, about death or what may lie beyond death. We want to enjoy life right now. That's the mentality of most people in the world today. Yet, could I ask a question? Could it be that the only way to really enjoy life before death is to know that there is life after death? Uh, I think, you know, could it be that our our, our loss of any belief in life after death in our Western culture today is preventing us from really enjoying life now? I think any rational conclusion as you observe our culture, is that people are afraid of death. They're afraid of what lies beyond. They expend all of their money and their effort in trying to to extend and make their lives uh, more fuller, even in the time that they have. Uh, You would have thought that the COVID-19 epidemic would have forced us to face up to the reality of death and ask maybe, just, just maybe, is there hope beyond death? But I'm not sure it really has. At least I don't think it has yet. Uh, There's a man named Yuval Noah Harari. He's an Israeli historian. He's actually an atheist. And he explains his his thinking in a fascinating article that he wrote in the Guardian newspaper. Uh, He asked the question, will coronavirus change our attitudes to death? Quite the opposite. And then he continues to write. He says this, for scientists... Death isn't a divine decree. It is merely a technical problem. Humans die not because God said so, but because of some technical glitch. The heart stops pumping blood. Cancer destroys the liver. 
viruses multiply in the lungs, whereas traditionally death was the specialty of clergy and theologians. Now it's the folks in white lab coats. If the heart flutters, we can stimulate it with a pacemaker or even transplant a new heart. If cancer rampages, we can kill it with radiation. If viruses proliferate in the lungs, we can subdue them with some new medicine. True, at at present, we can't solve all technical problems, but we are working on them. The best human minds no longer spend their time trying to give meaning to death. Instead, they are busy extending life, unquote. Uh, the author there had has incredible faith in science uh, to be able to solve every kind of human problem. But I think that that's popular even amongst the community that we live in today and in the scientific community. I think really what he's doing is echoing the thoughts of many that are in Western culture today that look to science for, for the answers to all of life's problems. You see that repeated all the time in educational shows, places like NPR and the, the scientific community today. Uh, in his book, Harari wrote a book called Sapiens. He goes even further and suggests that ultimately science would be able to give us eternal life, not heaven, but the final removal of all illness and aging leading to the eradication of death itself. That's some incredible faith in science that has thus far not been borne out, but uh, that's the way he views things. And I think we're in a world today that even though there are many Christians that trust in the Word of God, at least ostensibly, outwardly, the fact is that there are many that are so enamored and so have such a bulldog grip on this life that they forget about the eternity. And they value and put so much worth to this life that they live in great fear. And that's the next point that I want to make. And that is, imagine a world where every illness can be cured. I mean, every cancer treated and every virus vaccinated against. There's still a problem. Uh, what if you go out of your house and get in your car or on your way there, get run over by a bus? Um, Harari goes on to ask in his book, what would it be like to live in a world where I could live forever and, or, or I could get killed tomorrow? Would we not become incredibly risk-averse, he calls it, risk-sensitive? But I'm going to tell you something today, folks. Uh, we don't have to wait for some future hypothetical day to see that. We just need to look around us. Look around us in the paper. I noticed on WMUR, uh, local TV station here in New Hampshire, uh, or in the in, in on their website, and you see daily counts of the danger that awaits everybody. You see uh, the rate of uh, failure from the COVID and so on and so forth. We already live in, an, in, an, in a life and in a culture that is already incredibly averse. Uh, psychologist Jonathan Haidt uh, wrote a book called The Coddling of the American Mind, and he points out a surprising paradox about contemporary culture that despite, despite being far safer than almost any previous culture, we are more fearful and anxious. He coined the phrase safetyism in his book to describe the malady of Western society. 
that he demonstrates in that book how a near obsession with safety is actually depriving children and young people of some of the most fun and formative experiences of their childhood. By trying to remove every risk, we have also removed so much that is so good about life. People my age um, would never have have thought of uh, a child wearing a helmet while riding their bicycle. I don't think anybody under the age of 50 would ever have thought of that. Or as one comedian said, you would have needed to wear a helmet because if people thought you were going to, they'd have thrown rocks at you and you'd need that to protect yourself. Uh, the fact is that I rode in the back of pickups. I rode standing up in the front seat. I went out until dark. I did a lot of things that that today would you'd be thrown in prison for or something, or at least uh, prosecuted for. The fact is that our society has become, has this obsession with safetyism, that it's depriving children and young people of some of the most fun and normative things that would happen anytime you're growing up as a child. And so we've lost a lot of life today. And that kind of mentality is evidenced in parents who have become, used to be helicopter parents that hovered over their children and didn't want them to get hurt or scratch scratch their knee or uh, get injured in any way. Now it's become lawnmower parents. Lawnmower parents are those who mow down any obstacle in the path of their children so that they don't come up against anything, any hardships or any difficult time. Folks, that's what's happened in our culture today. And as a, as a society, we pour massive resources into trying to extend life millions and billions of dollars. I read the other day that 80% of the United Kingdom's health budget is spent on the last six months of life. It makes you wonder, are we fearful of death? Have we become a culture and a society that will stop at nothing to try and avoid the inevitable? Are we paralyzed spiritually, physically because of that fear of death? Believers, I'm speaking to you this morning. Uh, no matter how hard you try, you can't avoid death forever. But our fear of it does seem to be stopping us from really being able to live. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God bless you. Walk with Christ today, and we'll visit this again in the next podcast. Keep your eyes on Christ.